episode 296 of Global From Asia. We're talking about running surveys and polls for your business. And if you can stick with it till the end, you'll hear our own poll that might even be interesting to you. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. How is everybody doing? I hope you're having an amazing Tuesday. I am still in Manila. Well, I mean, I know some of you are laughing at my bus intro. So I'm in my home office working more at home doing this content creation. As always, content machine. We have an amazing team. But in a couple of days after the show goes online, I will be down in Bahol. Bahol? Ah, Bahol. They say you got to end with an H in Tagalog. So sorry if I don't pronounce the city or resort or amazing island well it's a retreat i've been uh, planning for many many months with our management team here at globe from asia or technically our parent company shad stone and i will be meeting some of them for the first time in person since i'm here in the philippines i thought i would meet the team that makes all this amazing content for you guys and uh, we're having a huge uh huge full day of talk and of course we're gonna do a little bit of boat island hopping and dolphin seeing and i'll make video blogs as for those that like mikesblog.com can check out the video blogs but uh and we'll try to get them they're so shy try to get them on a little bit of video or podcasts okay hope you're listening well they are listening they're making this show happen we have a great team and if you guys like what you're listening to you got to thank them i'm just a dude with a somewhat working microphone i've broken two microphones all right this is the third one luckily i had three uh but anyway this week's show is an interesting one it's some pretty cool one i have some insights at the end after in our blah 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 session or we call it at the end after the interview i'll talk about a a poll we ran here at gold from asia that might shock some of you and there might be some changes from it i think uh, maybe i should have done the poll a long time ago we have justin one of the co-founders of PicFu, and he uh gives us some amazing insights about how to run surveys and get some data for your amazon listing or your in business or your book or anything really there's no excuse in today's technology age of why you shouldn't be getting some insights from your market or the market in general no 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 more excuses and he gives some great insights and then after the after our interview i'll i'll share also of course we have a coupon code gfa just the three letters if you go into pickfoo.com and buy a first survey you'll get 50 percent off your first one and i think we get a little bit of pocket change for some coffee i don't drink beer so it'll be a coffee if you if you want to use this service and uh, want to give us a little thank you tip, you can use that coupon code for yourself and for us. All right, without further ado, let's get into the interview. We are getting slammed with people that want to speak and attend and have some little booth area at our fifth annual Cross Border Summit 2020. And we're moving out of China, even before the virus. It was a trade war that broke us, and also I live. I'm home in Manila now, my wife's in China now, but we plan to be back in Thailand this summer. We're working on it since already last November. The venue's locked in, we got amazing speakers, amazing things, amazing people want to come. Yeah, I know, it's a little bit crazy. We're moving in out of China four years in mostly Shenzhen, three times Shenzhen, one time Guangzhou, but this time it's gonna be in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Take a little resorts after the trade show season in October, you know, a lot of those, it seems like the spring show is totally just 
blown up. So there seems like not much happening. Everybody's gonna be coming down for the fall. So stick around after if you go up to Hong Kong and Shenzhen and China for your trade shows in October. We're doing it in November, okay? There's also amazing other events happening. We'd love to see you there. Crossbordersummit.com slash Thailand. It's gonna be epic. All right, thank you everybody. Tuning to another Global from Asia podcast. We got a got a fun one. This is uh, an important topic. I think everybody should, you know, validate as much as they can before they jump in. And I put a little joke in the in the title, the Tinder of e-commerce, Amazon <laughs> with images. And we have we're really lucky and fortunate to connect with Justin Chen, the co-founder of PicFu. Thanks for thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. Um, love to talk about testing. Why all the sellers should be testing in all their decisions. Totally, totally. Um, I guess maybe first, just a little bit of your background and your story, um, how, how this all came to be for, for you and PicFu. Yeah, sure. So my partner, John, and I, uh, we actually started PicFu uh, almost 10 years ago now um, as a side project, actually. So we're both engineers and we were building a completely different business at the time. And we needed feedback. So we needed to make a decision on a redesign, I think it was. And so being engineers, we decided to build the solution to get feedback on it. And uh, so that's where PicFu initially started. And we threw it up and uh, it worked for us. We were able to get the feedback that we needed. And uh, we kind of left it there for a while as we continued to build our other business. Um, probably about five years ago, it uh, started picking up steam. And we decided to focus all of our attention over to PicFu. And uh, it really started taking hold in the startup community as the uh, lean startup movement kind of yeah. came about and idea validation and gathering data, talking to your customers. Like these are all important concepts now and kind of gimmies, right? Like everyone knows that they need to understand their customer better. Um, so that's where it started taking off a little bit more with startup weekends and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, yeah. And so it's, it's a very general purpose tool that you can get feedback on almost anything. And so, when we first started, it was ideas and logos and kind of just, you know, general business things. Um, we had a lot of authors using it to test book titles and book covers. So kind of like anything that you're going to publish that you can't take back, right? You can't test it live once you've published a book or um, a mobile app even. Like if you publish a mobile app to the app store, you want to make sure the app icon is impactful and, and mm. looks good. Your app store screenshots uh, or your, say your in-game creatives, like all the characters that you're developing, all this kind of stuff. So we have a lot of big game companies that also use it to test all of their, um, you know, all their creatives for their games. And so those were kind of the industries that we were playing in for a while. And e-commerce was actually a newer one that we discovered about two years ago um, when um, some influencers were talking about testing, uh, testing using PicFu, testing their main images. And, and that's how we kind of fell into this space. And, um, you know, discovered it's a, a great use case for PicFu, and we've been uh, evangelizing testing to the seller community ever since. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, actually, a fun fact: I was a facilitator of startup weekend in China from like two thousand. Oh, nice. I, I was one of the first, or maybe the first, uh, uh, startup weekend in Shenzhen, and helped bring it to many different cities in China, which was awesome. And uh, co-working spaces and all that stuff, but I yeah. kind of evolved into e-commerce more. I mean, I was also doing e-commerce since 2004 or five uh, with eBay and stuff like that, but yeah. kind of got sucked, you know, like swept into that whole wave of startups and lean startups. And yep. yeah, I mean, it's amazing uh, 
incubators and all that. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, back then the, the co-working space it wasn't a WeWork yet. It was like yeah, kind of I grassroots community yeah, co-working spaces. Stuff I liked man. Yeah. I, it was a different time, and uh, and we it was in, it was awesome because we would give out uh, free polls to startup weekends it's just so that you know they yeah, can yeah. they can validate, and we still do that to this day. If the startup weekends or those kinds of like hackathons uh, reach out to us, we're always happy to sponsor them. It's a great great use case. They can validate their ideas very quickly, um, save time on you know developing the concept. Okay, great, great. So let's 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 get into some of the meat of the, the episode. Um, of course, you know we're t- I guess we're focusing on e-commerce today, and of course, yep, like you said, sure. there's so many different uses of testing, but we'll focus on that space. And I don't think it's even a joke, but I, I have joked it's like swiping images on an Amazon. You know, I mean, I think the images. What would you say? It's like huh, the most important part or one of the most important parts of I mean it's such a visual shopping is such a visual medium and especially when you're doing it online versus in person the image replaces the physical item right so it has to be eye-catching it has to uh, convey as much information as possible really right like it not only do you have to show what the item is but a lot of times people want to see maybe what's included in the packaging or how it's going to be used and all these things and uh, different products will benefit from different kinds of main images depending on, you know, those needs, right? So uh, we're, we're, we have the benefit of seeing a lot of different uh, interesting products come through as sellers are testing things and um, seeing some of the trends that are emerging. Um, but definitely, yeah, the importance of the main image, it can make a huge difference in the click-through rate and eventually your sales. And yeah. so, yeah. And then... The second part, I think, which we were, we're, we're you know, preparing for this interview, and I'm glad you, you gave me this suggestion, but it's not just the image, but it's actually the product itself, right? You can sure. test. Yeah, exactly. So uh, just stepping back a little bit, uh, I, don't, I don't think I gave too much about PickFu, but yeah, so basically PickFu is a, like a digital focus group uh, that gives sellers crowdsourced feedback on kind of anything in, in the context of sellers. It's product concepts, color variations, and product images, which is what we're talking about images. Um, but yeah, it can be anything. So it could be text, it could be uh, images or video. So we, we find that the uh, savvier sellers who want to make a bigger impact on their business start their testing in the beginning of the product life cycle. So they're testing the product concepts, um, maybe they're 3D renderings or just like mock-up designs that they're working with their manufacturer or product designer. And you could be testing things like, oh, do people like the handle here? Do they like the handle here? Or, or any of those kinds of things um, before you even prototype it, right? So yep. you're saving these steps of like getting a prototype and then getting feedback from your friends and family. You're, you're getting this uh, 3D rendering or, or mock-up and you're getting feedback from your target audience um, online. And they're giving you written feedback why they chose a certain uh, design. And maybe you're just sourcing. And so you could be... Uh, you know, maybe you're choosing a few different things off Alibaba and you want to see like which bento box, you know, design do people like, sure, you could throw them all up on PickFu and you're already getting feedback like, oh, people don't like the, the three, they want the four container one or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you made that decision, color variations, right? How do you know what to stop? How do you, should it be blue, red, black, or whatever? Um, put that up on PickFu, you at least get a, a first guess of like what that breakdown of your inventory supply should look like so you're not left 
with all even numbers, you know, ordering a little the same of everything and then not selling a bunch of it. Yep. Yep. It's totally, well, I mean, especially with Amazon FBA where you got to kind of put money down first. It's not like yeah. just drop, not really drop ship. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So yeah. that, that's totally where it's um, even more important. So, so then, um, mm, so what to, what to test or what to measure, you know, what, what is uh, some, you know, I'm sure you see all, all, you know, a lot of the insights from people using it. So of course there's, of course, well, maybe you're on the Alibaba, the sourcing stage. So you can even see if this product would be valid or compare two different kinds of the product. Yeah. 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 So you could be choosing um, between different products that you're considering, or maybe you're uh, comparing them to the category leader, right? And you want to bring in a, a product that's going to be competitive uh, in the segment or the keyword that you're targeting. So um, you could start off by doing something like that. You could just take the images of, of maybe the category leader and maybe the product that you're considering on Alibaba, see what people think, see what the feedback is. Um, and you know, the thing is we give both a quantitative and a qualitative, uh, feedback. So there's, there's votes, right? So we would get 50 people by default it's 50 people voting on, Oh, I like option A or I like option B. Um, but they also have to give written feedback as to why. And that's usually where people find the most insight with the pick food poll is actually reading through all the feedback and seeing, Oh, okay. They're saying that they don't like. Uh, the one I'm choosing because, you know, of this weird design variation or this color or something easy to change, right? Like now I know why if you were to do this kind of like testing live on a website, like you see the numbers, but you don't know why, right? Like no one's explaining why they abandoned the cart or why they chose their, uh, your competitor over your product. Makes sense. Um, of course you have a, probably have, you know, a, a bias, more tests, you know, obviously more profitable for you. But sure. I mean, I guess what's amount of tests somebody should even consider, you know, from say the idea stage or the new product stage, like what's like a kind of a flow? I'm sure you test if it work, which kind of variation or handle or shape or quantity, and then you go into color. Mm -hmm. Is there like a normal flow of amount of tests that you would run? I don't know if there's a normal number for sure, because every seller kind of has a different threshold for the amount of data that they want. Mm. And we have a lot of large sellers that are very data driven and, and they're testing like very minute detail changes. Mm. And I, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't recommend that most sellers do that just because, you know, they, the, the testing cost will, will be like a large part of their budget then. But um, you know, the, I guess the larger scale that you're, you're selling or you're buying at, like these things matter, right? So, you know, I, I would say that um, uh, for most people, it's a couple tests uh, at the product concept stage, maybe a couple tests uh, validating against the competitors um, when they finally get the product and they're they're getting a photography from their uh, uh, pictures from their photographer. Then they're you know doing another few variations, just you know seeing which styles work best. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably just a handful of tests here and there because they want to be able to test all across all their SKUs, right? And, um, and most people, in, in most cases, they're, they've got more than one product. And so yeah. um, it might just be a few here and there for one product, but then they're doing it for every single product. Okay. So, of course, everybody, a lot of people always spend time at the beginning, like launching or finding a new product. But yeah. 
you know, you got to always sharpen the saw. I think that's from the seven habits of highly effective people book or I stuck in my head, but you, you can't just set it and forget it. Right. You should still be testing, you know, yeah. even after it's selling, like you said, experienced sellers are doing yeah. tests, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Because, um, you know, you need to, well, obviously after you test it and you implement it, you want to measure to make sure that the sales are um, going as expected. But personally, I would revisit it every six to 12 months just because the competitive landscape changes, the, the products that you're competing against change, and you want to make sure that uh, your image is still uh, uh, relevant to the buyer preference and the buyer behavior. Yeah. And so maybe they, maybe uh, people wanted to see all the composition of all the elements uh, six months ago, but maybe now the leading competitor like doesn't do that anymore. And they've got a new layout of the, uh, their product that is more effective and maybe you need to tweak it to be more similar. So I, I definitely recommend revisiting it every now and then because these things change so quickly, uh, especially when you're selling on Amazon and people come out of nowhere. Um, you know, you got to make sure that your, your image is staying competitive in that landscape. One idea just popped my head out of nowhere, but you mentioned competitor. I'm wondering if you could test your competitor stuff versus your stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Possible. I don't know if it's something people do or. Yeah. We see that all the time, actually. Um, they, they will test uh, different aspects. They'll start with maybe just the image. Uh, some people will just put the two different URLs of, you know, the Amazon, two different mm. Amazon listing URLs and say like, Take a look at these two and, you know, which one would you buy and why? And just, you know, read through, take a look at the images, take a look at the yeah. description, all that kind of stuff. And just explain, right? Like, what, what is it about this one? Why is it the best seller, right? Yeah. Um, you could also take a screenshot. Uh, what some people do, some of the savvier ones is they'll take a screenshot. They'll kind of uh, normalize the data by maybe taking out the stars, taking out like all the labels like yeah. Amazon yeah. Choice and all that kind of stuff. Um, yep. then you're saying you're looking at the title, the description and the image. And now you're there asking like, okay, now which one would you choose? Right? Like maybe don't look at the price, but just at the offering. And that'll give you a good sense of what you need to change. Maybe what information are you missing? Um, all those things. You could even start by doing a, a open-ended test against your competitor without even having anything. So, uh, one of our poll types is, uh, say you don't have two things you want to compare against, you can just do an open-ended open poll. So you can just do a single image and say, um, just give me feedback on this. Like, just give me written feedback. And so uh, what a lot of people do is they'll just say, here's my listing or here's like my product. Like, what questions do you still have about it? Like, what are your concerns? What don't you like? And it's just an open sounding board of like really unbiased feedback on the product and maybe it's your product and maybe it's your competitor's product. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't even yeah so you could be learning like, Oh, okay. Interesting. Like, I mean, you can probably read some of this in the reviews, but like, this is also like you're privately collecting your own feedback on their product and their listing. And like, Oh, people keep pointing out that they don't like this aspect of it. Maybe that's an angle I can come in at. Makes sense, man. This is really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think the open feedback, like I, I actually once, Perry Marshall, I don't know if you ever, he yeah, does, uh -huh. he did the, I read one of his PPC books way back in the day, like 04, and he says like, do PPC to a survey page, yep. fake it on the ad, so see if they even click on your ad, and then if they really mm -hmm. want it, make them fill out a survey, yep. but of course, the best, the best survey feedback is just that open-ended text at the bottom. 
Yep. And if they write a lot, that means they're really passionate about it and they really mm -hmm. want it or they really need it or they really want something better than what's out on the marketplace, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, that open ended feedback is probably definitely most because I'm reading, reading this whole quantitative, I like this one or that one, this one's yeah. better. It's hard to really know why, but yeah, I agree. Like reading the why and like leaving open ended, yeah. um, open ended questions. Um, is there any tips or tricks on how to get as much feedback from these people as possible? Like when they're doing it, or, I mean, how do we, is there any hacks or trick tips on your system? Like really get as much juice out of it as possible. Well, there's, there's like some best practices. I would say, um, I would say for sure, don't test too many variables at once. So mm. if you're, you know, if you're testing too, uh, in, in the case of like, say a book, this is an easy example. Like you're, if you put up two different covers and they both have different titles, it's like, well, okay. <laughs> like let's, let's, let's hold that something's constant, right? So like, let's test the titles separately. Then once you've knocked, locked down the titles, let's generate some covers, put the same titles on the covers, right? Makes sense. You would think you would want to like save some money and be like, oh, I'm just going to go like this. But like, you're not going to know, um, why a certain thing won? Like you, you need to isolate the variables. Um, so I think to get a high fidelity signal, you definitely want to minimize the number of variables that are being changed. Um, but at the same time, like too minute of a change is not going to be that interesting. A lot of times it gets, becomes frustrating, right? Like someone might just tweak like this tiny pixel and be like, "What one do you like?" And mm -hmm. people are like, "I don't understand. <laughs> they look exactly the same." <laughs> like, well, all right, that's that's not too helpful either. So you know, you got to use your judgment a little bit there. Um, I would definitely start with like broader uh, concept differences and then uh, hone in on like uh, smaller changes after that. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I can understand uh, some of these, you know, hustler, startup entrepreneur that got, you know, limited budget. They, they try to yeah. jam everything into one test, which. Sure. I, I can understand that too. <laughs> but they're, uh, they're not realizing they're not going to not even really get anything out of it because they're not going to know what, you're not going to really know, right. What it's going to be conflicting feedback, right? Like for sure. Yeah. It's just kind of a, a jumble of a uh, jumble of responses responding to different things that have changed. And um, even if we're testing images, like uh, you, you want to try to, you know, keep things stylistically the same, right? Like if you're ch testing layouts, like, well, don't mess with the backgrounds maybe. Right. Um, yeah. Let's just test the layouts and hold the white background or something like that. You can play with backgrounds after you've determined the layout is, is what you want. Um, so it, it does take a kind of a scientific minded approach mm -hmm. to, to testing it. And th that's how you're going to get the best results. And that's how uh, a lot of our customers that are just very data driven, they have that, like this very um, um, meticulous approach to um, slowly changing things, measuring it and then adjusting. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, but, Back to those startup hustlers or the, you know, the entrepreneur, you know, he's now, he's an, he's an adult, you know, selling on the back of their truck or something like what is the most impactful? What's the 80, 20, I guess. And of course you said like some advanced sellers with huge budgets are doing this minute stuff. I mean, I guess it's image or it would be title or, or is there any kind of like best things or most impactful things that you think people could test in the Amazon? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the easiest thing for people to test is, is typically the image just because um, that's the, the lowest hanging fruit. That's the easiest thing to change. Um, it's probably easier to, to generate another 
product the product photo than than anything else. You can test product description as well, but I think you'll get more bang for your buck out of the image just because that's what people are looking at in the yeah in the search results. Um, so that's that's kind of where we suggest people start. Uh, the other the other thing that we do suggest as well is like if you don't have variations, is you can do this open handed listing feedback that that I was talking about before, and you can just pop in your your listing URL and, and have the question say, take a look at this listing. What questions do you have? What things would you yeah. improve? And that will give you essentially a laundry list of things to look at, right? Because you know, five or ten people might talk about the photos. Five or ten people might say the copy's confusing or whatever. But now you have some spots that you can uh, look at, or you know, may maybe do some variations, run some other pick food te polls to test test it out. But okay. you at least know. Um, some of the hesitations that people have. Okay, this has been really, really, I think really helpful for, for listeners. Thanks for, for giving us these insights. Um, I think we're kind of hitting a lot of the points that I've gone, gone through. I mean, what are, what are, you know, I don't know if you want to share any stories of users, maybe in your, maybe, maybe people, we mentioned Anthony of Virgis Graphics, you know, yeah. a mutual friend and uh, actually, you know, associate of mine through this, Alpha Rock Network, but um, maybe uh, is there some kind of story we can share, a use case, kind of like a, a like a, getting towards the end of today's interview, or I guess. Well, I, mean, I know that they they use it uh, internally yeah, at we their use agency. It too in Alpha Rock as a sellers too. I know yeah. our team. Yeah, just optimizing their images. Um, I think they have a pretty uh, meticulous approach as well, and uh, we were actually doing. Um, like a study together a few months ago, Virtuous Graphics and PicFu, where oh, cool. we were just kind of trying to methodically test out different uh, approaches to product photography and just see if we could uh, pull out some best practices. And that, that's kind of where some of the stuff about like, you know, breaking out layouts uh, or, you know, laying out all the pieces of a product um, tend to do better than say, uh, like maybe a stylistic approach. So some people are like, oh, this is, you know, I've got a bunch of, let's say a little, little tchotchkes and I'm going to lay them out as a, a cool little flower or something like that. And like, Oh yeah, that looks great. But what usually wins is like, Oh, well they just want it laid out very like methodically so they can actually see all this stuff. Right. Because it's, it's more of a practical thing. Like sure. Like something may look better uh, stylistically, but at the end of the day, like buyers, buyers want to know more information. And so if you can lay it out in a much clearer fashion, maybe give some context to the size and all this kind of stuff. Um, that's actually what matters more in the image as opposed to just, oh, that's cool looking and it's eye-catching. But if I can't tell like what I'm getting, what all the uh, components are, what the relative size is, all this kind of stuff, like it's it's not that great of an image. Okay, this has been great. And uh, I know it's even late for you there, so I really yeah. appreciate uh, coming on. Um, of course, what's so, what's the best way people can find, of course, PICFU, dot com and yep. what is some other uh or is that the best place i mean what yeah uh, go to our website we're on uh twitter as well pickfu um you can email me justin at pickfu.com if you have any questions i was happy to connect with sellers and awesome. you know teach teach them about testing i guess the one thing i just sneak in there you mentioned how you you know 10 years ago you started this how much of your users are like amazon sellers or e-commerce sellers versus other you know i'm kind of if you're willing to share able to share it Curious. Yeah, so I would say that now it's probably about half of our customers are e-commerce sellers. Wow. Uh, not necessarily Amazon, but yeah, e-commerce in general. 
um, I'd say about a quarter are mobile game, mobile app developers, and the other quarter are authors. Nice, nice. Yeah, so a lot of self-publishing authors. Yeah, because uh, I, I, mean, I didn't bring it up, but of course, I don't know about you, but I think of the Tim Ferriss four-hour work week. He yeah, says, for sure. That's what he, I, that's where I got that idea, right? Yeah, so that's, that's, that's where he, he pioneered the running the ads of the uh, different book titles. And yeah. uh, what's awesome is that we always get feedback, and this is a particularly the uh, more common in authors, is we'll get the feedback like, oh my God, that poll was so, so interesting because the title that I wanted to win didn't win. And that, that was kind of uh, Tim's experience also, is that like the title he thought was going to win, like didn't win. Like, you know, if you didn't think it was going to be for our work week, but uh, you kind of have to go with resonate, what resonates with the audience. Yeah. And um, it's, it's something, something about book titles. Like people are usually more tied to like, oh, I figured out the best book title, right? Like sometimes they figure it out even before they write the book. And so they're really married to it. But yeah. uh, when they finally run a, a test and maybe their publisher says like, oh, here's some other titles that we want you to test. Um, you know, the data speaks for itself and that's, that's what they go with. Great, man. Well, congrats. Seems, you guys, seems, you and your partner and your team have done a great job. I mean, I hear great things and we're, we're using it. And, uh, and uh, thanks, for, thanks for sharing. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. Thank you so much for listening. We have so many of you who want to be a guest. So many of you want to be on our content, write for us and engage with us. We put together a community, okay, a private paid community of people that really want to get to know me and others in our community, other speakers, other experts. We have masterclass calls. We have private sessions. We got mini meetups, masterminds, all kinds of courses I put over the years, books, everything is in there. It's like all you can eat. GFA vip.com is the website i was supposed to forward it to the website to globalformation.com but we built out a whole mini site forum and we do as much as we can there if you really enjoy what you're doing here you want to connect with more it's not just the forum okay it's everything we have for premium calls we of course we have our wechat group and other groups for those private people and we want to help you out even more if you want to give back contribute and Get connected. GFAVIP.com. Thank you, Justin. That was a pretty cool one. And I always enjoy these podcasts, interviews. And uh, I will be in this retreat soon. So I want to share a little bit about the survey we did. LJ on the team is amazing. She's helping make this transcription and getting this stuff. She, she helps write up the reviews. We have a full review about PicFu. And it's also where we talk about this results of our own survey so you know we did disclosure we got a freebie justin hooked us up with the survey and i was thinking what should i use it for you know we we're going to make globalformation.com slash reviews slash pickfu we do a lot of different reviews and in-depth analysis of different products and services in the industry you can check out globalformation.com slash reviews if you want to check out others but for this one we also put our own experience doing the survey and what did we test lj and i and mindy and Cheryl and Alvin and others in our Slack channel were just chatting about it. And I thought, let's test our name, Global From Asia. Do we think we keep the name? I've been talking to some of us in the newsletter and some friends about changing the name. And it's a hard one, changing the name. My wife says, don't do it. It's crazy. This is your brand six years. But we put it out in PicFu. And what was the other one? Global From Anywhere. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Does that sound better? I get mixed results. 
I've been asking around friends and members in our GFA VIP community and others. If you might even see some of our videos, we have the bumper Alvin edited edit to say global from anywhere. Can kind of testing it a little bit in some of our content. So we ran a poll. Uh, let me let me pull it up right now. Globalfromasia.com/slash/reviews/slash/pickfu. I'm on the page literally right now. LJ made amazing work here. So we basically just ran a head-to-head -head type poll in Pickfu, and then we did a product. Not the there's also product comparisons and others, but we basically created a poll, and we put the logos. So we took the image of Global from Asia. We put the image Global from anywhere. And we had 50 people, general audience in the U.S. Basically, we let it be shared with our public gallery, enable downloading the results in CSV, and then we started waiting for the results. And they came in pretty quick. Actually, I kind of stressed LJ out on my team because I thought it would take longer. And I want to have this poll ready for this podcast because I want to talk about it after Justin's interview, just like I'm doing now. In 27 minutes, okay, 27 minutes, we got the results from the head-to-head -head poll and the uh what do you think who won a or b a is global from asia b is global from anywhere mm, da, 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 drum roll option b is 82 what is that percent basically 41 people picked option b and nine people picked global well global from asia so i guess it's 18 percent for global from Asia, because uh, it's 50 people, right? Nine. So at a, at 100%, it's 18%, and 82% for global from anywhere. And it's not just like what Justin says in the interview. It's not just about how many, uh, what A or B. It's also the responses. And I think one mistake we made is the bolding and the sizing was different. One was a little, you can see if you look on the, on the reviews, globalfromasia.com slash review slash pickfu, you'll see. But uh, some people picked A just because it was bolder, because it was bigger. So they shouldn't use that as a re reason why. Um, another one was they chose A because it seemed bigger and bolder than B. So... Those two are almost negligible because I'm talking about the words. I'm not talking about the logo. Maybe we should have just done words. In my opinion, a shorter logo is better as the third one. Third vote for Global from Asia. Uh, it makes it smaller. So he liked it just because it was smaller. Having a name Asia makes it more specific is something you're voting for. It gives you the information you need about the company. Another one says, I, pref I choose A because I think it's a better ring to it. It also has shorter... And it's more catchy, in my opinion. It lets people know more about the company. Anywhere is not as specific. Another one likes it because it's compact and easier to read and see. The font is bigger. Global from Asia sounds more appealing and easy to remember compared to the other of global. Global from Asia. Um, sorry, I say it over. Global from Asia ensures the customer understands the origin of the brand, which also influences their interactions with the brand. It's simple and easy, easy to recall, and would serve the purpose better. And then the last one out of nine that voted for it liked the larger font. So, like, three people like it because of the font, all right? Because it's bigger. One likes it because it's shorter. So, really, only four people really picked Asia because they liked Asia. Option B is is overwhelming amount of people, uh, 82%, right? So, it seems more inclusive and worldwide. Another one says it's far more appealing. The name appears, uh, you know, than only to Asia. 
using the word anywhere is much more global in nature rather than Asia anywhere makes me think of the entire world. It means you've been global from anywhere, not just in one specific place. Option B seems more global and open to people from anywhere. Why would you limit yourself to one continent? Global from anywhere is all-inclusive and has no limit. Another one says, it just sounds better. I like B because global from anywhere fits better than A. A only mentions one country. Well, it's not a country, dude. It's a continent. It sounds limited. The name implies more possibilities, not just limited to geographical area. Obviously, choice B is offering global something from anywhere in a globe, whereas choice A is limited to one continent. Anywhere sounds more global to me. It's a broader reach. I like the smaller font here, not a person about the font. It feels and looks better and it's easier to read, not too large and obtrusive. Um, basically, yeah, I mean, what we really liked was, obviously, that's way more powerful, just this, all these insights rather than just A or B, right? You know, even though it's still, obviously, 82% are 41 out of 50 picked uh, global from anywhere. We do have the domain, okay? I wouldn't be saying this if I didn't have the domain. We have globalfromanywhere.com. It's just a one-pager right now. <sighs> Man, I'm an internet marketer, and it's just a pain to think of all the 301 redirects and the links and uh, oh, such a nightmare. And then out of the podcast feed. But basically, yeah, I mean, we have all of this there. But uh, what do you think? I mean, honestly, this is general U.S. people. You guys are listeners. We should hear from you. What... what well, uh, actually, I, we'll make a quick form, okay? We want to hear from you. If you're still listening to this blah, blah, blah session, hopefully it's even still recording. Uh, but yeah, it is okay. But basically, we want to hear from you, the demographics. So it also says 16 to 24 was about half of the people. 50% were 16 to 24 years old. About 25% were 25 to 34 and then uh, less than like 15% was 35, 44, 45, 54, 54, 60. Uh, college degree. Um, well, yeah, a lot of them are edu- not highly educated. Mostly about 50% are high school. The other like 40%, so like 90%. So these are not highly educated people. No offense to them. but uh, Basically, that's it. So I'd love to hear from you. Uh, what URL should we make? Okay, LJ, don't forget to screw up. Don't let me screw up this URL. Globalfromasia.com slash poll. P-O-L-L. How about that? Hopefully we have that. And uh, let us know what you think of this this podcast, and we'll link to the survey there. All right? Thank you so much for listening, and uh, I don't know. Are you going to unsubscribe if we switch to Global From Anywhere? People already saying, Mike, you do so many things already. You're like, China, Amazon, you want to do Southeast Asia now, Lazada. Man, I don't know. We're cross-border. We're international. Am I nuts? Am I going to lose? You guys think I'm already insane. I know I'm insane, but thanks for listening. And uh, talk to you guys next week. I will be in Bahal probably recording at least this intro. Thank you. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.